Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. TMS is brought to you daily, by and large, by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like The Murd, Bruce Flea, and Eric Reinard. Coming up on TMS, I need to take a pith. Don't tip like a bitch. Dr. Roxy, full of moxie. Bezel your fruit. What's the frequency, Amy? Smell the button. The born supreme. There are words out there I don't use. I rolled the dice in Shreveport. Stream pottery, not surgery. Wordle and sourdough. Melon meat. You'd be mad to watch it on Max. Two bite brownie books with Amy. How not to be horrible with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. A friend of mine said I should try America Online. So I did. I've gotten help with my golf swing, planned my next vacation. I even get stock price updates every 15 minutes. I've got worldwide email, point-and-click internet access, and a great web browser. It's people like you what cause unrest. The Morning Stream. Fish. Why the hell do they call you Fish. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Thursday, July 20th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson, and that's Brian Ibbett. Mm, it is. It is. All those things you say are true. You know, yesterday, your your quiz prompted me to go listen to a bunch of Monty Python yesterday. Yeah, I could tell that. People like you, what holes on wrist. <laughs> I love that I love line. It. It's yeah. so good. And uh, I went... Crunchy just, Frog, or is that... Uh, no, that was the... Um, I'd like to buy a fish. I don't know the name oh, of it, but there's okay, a whole yeah. thing where he's trying to buy a certain kind of fish. And right. uh, uh, Michael Palin is the storekeep, and he doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. But it's great because it's the radio version. They add like the store door sound effects and the sound of the animals in there, and it's just got this really cool vibe. Final Cut those are the is ones so good. That we, uh, that we always uh, heard on Dr. Demento. Like, that's what... That's that's those are the versions, right? Like I assume the, uh, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's the, the first time I ever radio. heard them was was there. But then when that two CD package came out, I was like, well, I'm buying that. I'm getting mm-hmm. that right now. Yeah, that's a good deal. Still have it somewhere. Um, anyway, you guys should seek it out. It's on YouTube. The whole thing. It's just free. It's out yeah. there. Hey, look at this uh, show. We have a show, and yeah. uh, we yeah. got we got things. I got a question though about uh, you know I don't know how often you. Uh, do the grocery shopping if you do it with tina you guys split it up a little bit or how who goes and who got, does what tina, i don't know tina does 90 percent of it and sometimes she'll drag me along with her um and sometimes she'll just send me to the store to get a few things sounds like our house so that's about what we yeah. do and yeah. uh 
something I noticed. I went with Kim shopping, and mm-hmm. she had to buy some stuff. Uh, she's prepping for this trip, so she's in charge of food, of course, and mm-hmm. is buying, like, of you course. know, making jambalaya and freaking some kind of chili thing with potato bar night nice. and all these plans. It's all going to be good, but a lot of it she can make now, freeze, and then take, you know, have it ready oh, to go. Oh, smart. very smart. Wow. Yeah, she's yeah. good at that. So she's doing all that. But I noticed something. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was just a cartoon thing or kind of a stereotype or whatever. But when I buy a melon, mm-hmm. I just look at them and go, that one looks all right, and I'll take it. Kim thumps them. Yeah. She thumps that melon. Yeah. Does, does ever, does, do most people thump a melon? And does what are you listening for when you thump a melon? I could ask um, her this, but I want to I know what you say. Like if I you thump a melon, what are you expecting out of that process? Yeah, like if you don't hear anything when you thump a melon or you just hear like yourself hitting the rind then it's a squishy inside melon if you hear like a like a like a you know deep noise when you're when you're thumping it yeah then then it's a firm then it's firm inside and that's what you want and you, and how do, do you know it's thing with how the, do you know it's too or not too uh not ripe uh, unripe how do you know it's not ready yet like what's the sound oh that i don't know i mean that you can usually tell by the outside depending on the type of melon it is but like a uh, an overly pale honeydew or or cantaloupe mm. um yeah you want like you said you want a hollow a hollow sound okay you want you want an icky thump icky thump oh an icky thump all right <laughs> i'm kidding that's that's what uh, jack white is always listening for he's listening for an icky thump oh an icky thump well good for him yes um i also thump uh to find out if my sourdough loaf is is baked all the way through. I thump that too. Really, ones you make or one you ones you pick ones up? Ones you buy? make, yeah. If you, you I, we don't buy sourdough loaves, and I haven't, I really haven't made sourdough since the uh, end of the the lockdowns. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that, that for a hot it. minute? That was yeah. a big deal for a while. Everybody, yeah. Oh bread. my god, it was like everybody was doing wordle and making uh, and doing sourdough bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that was a hot minute. So so all right. So what I'm so and then she says. Uh, the other way for a cantaloupe in particular is you got to yeah. smell the little button on there. Smell the right the where it connected to the tree. I have no idea what I'd be smelling for. Like I'd just say, oh, that smells like a cantaloupe. I guess maybe that's it, right? If it smells bad, then you know that the inside has gone bad. Maybe it's gone uh, too ripe. And then if it smells yeah, not at all, or right. it smells kind of plain, it probably isn't done enough. But if it smells like cantaloupe, you're good. Yeah. Usually, usually I just, I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of squeeze it and I'm, and I'm sure this won't get turned into a gift, no, but I like no. just kind of squeeze the melon. And if it, if it, uh, just feels squishy, then I avoid it. I, I don't know, uh, how much, uh, Tina does the thumping, but that's usually my barometer is like, uh-uh. I feel like I need to watch people. Do more people watching it like a Costco uh, produce aisle and just see how people sure, treat their melons. Sure, because I kind of I watch Kim do it. <laughs> I do I wonder how much people at Costco check because you like get seven of them at a time, don't you? Like in a, uh, a little mesh bag. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't even know how they. I don't know how they do melons there. Maybe they. Maybe they're. Maybe they're one I at mean, a time. Maybe you like, could probably get individual melons at Costco. What um, I want to do, like your, I want to do that thing where those guys grow watermelon inside of a mold mm. so it's the shape of the yeah thing. like the japanese cube watermelons yeah dude yeah because it's still watermelon it doesn't change it's still the watermelon yeah it just makes it like then you can just uh not chamfer what is it when you um cut something instead of cutting it in half and then carving what you want the meat out of it so to speak mm-hmm. you basically just cut off the edges 
and then just do a, a large a, a, a major die or a, a large dice like a yeah what is that that's um yeah that's chamfer, word, but it's something like that. that it's a you just need um, a special knife or just normal just it's just no a, regular regular chef's knife will do it we we uh when we did our sur la table uh uh knife class we learned how to do this and you do it um what do you do it more with you do it more with um like grapefruit oh you, okay like basically cut the rind off and then and then oh. you can actually pull the segments out and what is that called though there's a term oh, for that. yeah and when you're good when people are good at it it's amazing yeah they leave so little uh i mean they they take off they leave all the 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 good stuff that you want inside and um yeah i'm a big fan big fan of that yeah I don't yeah, know how to shoot. do it. What is that called? Oh well, um, I'm never gonna, never gonna remember it. I, I want to say it sounds like chamfer, like it begins with um, chamfer, um, like chamfer, like um, like the edges in a you know, like when you're making something out of 3D, you chamfer the edges to right. make them rounded. Right, you're like um, uh, bezeling kind of, but it's not the same. Yeah, but that's not it. Yeah, that isn't it? Bezel your fruit. <laughs> But I know what you mean, and I love when that's yeah. done right. Like when t- someone will take like a, a watermelon wedge, big old fat one, and just go mm-hmm. schling, whack, 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 and you get yeah. the perfect lineup. And you just got, you know, you've just supreme. That's it, or supreme. Yes, dubious rascal. Doesn't sound at all like uh, like chamfer. Uh, you supreme. Um, <laughs> that really the word the, supreme it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you do it right, it's um, supremacy. Is that the deal? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. When you're trimming off just the outside of the Bourne movie and getting to just the action bits in the mm. in the middle, got it. Um, yeah, supreme. Uh, <laughs> the Bourne supreme. That'd be great. Yeah, it's really like <laughs> whole movie is him cutting up watermelon. I'd watch that. Yeah, it's it's tough because anytime you search for um, supreme, here we go. How to supreme an orange? There you go. Uh, I'll give you this little uh, oh, we got a little video doing. Little link here. It's a uh, it's actually looks like photos, but it it really describes the whole process very, very well. Oh yeah, look at that. Okay, so we have learned. I like when we learn things, and here's some learning. Yeah, how to supreme an orange. Uh, yeah. Oh, just a regular old orange. So it's not even like take a, a fancy regular fruit. old orange. You cut off the rind, so you're left with just the the inner bits. And what you're doing is you're also cutting off the um, the uh, not plinth. What is that stuff? The the pulp? Not pulp. Nah, not the pulp. It's the white. Right. Boy, I, I am not going to remember any words today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is it. You've uh, this you've looks exhausted hard. my vocabulary today. This looks hard because my my it tendency would be to remove too much of the flesh of the fruit. You know, like pith, I wouldn't. That's cut. it. I had I had a lot of the letters right. The pith. That was close. It's called the pith. 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 The pith. P i t h. There are words out there i don't use i just yeah never it's use. the it's the not pleasant to eat uh white part of the outside of the orange right and, uh right right that's some good, outside uh, of the segments some decent fiber in there probably i don't know yeah doesn't yeah, taste probably. good though but you're right but, about but, it uh, being but you don't want that if you're putting that on the on the side of a lovely plate of uh cedar plank salmon mm-hmm. you don't want them to like ah oh, i'm chewing on the pith of the orange with my cedar plank salmon this sucks <laughs> they're just a southern gentleman from uh from uh, uh i don't know where <laughs> that's exactly 
<laughs> I don't like that plea. I may just be a, a podunk out of uh, Biloxi, Missouri, but I'm not going to eat no pith on my orange. There you go. It looks like a skilled thing. I would not do this right. Uh, probably... it's, you know what? Once you do it, it's really easy. And and it's my favorite way now to eat a grapefruit. I Grapefruits are worse as far as the pith being um, bitter yeah. and way tougher than orange pith. Um, <laughs> really pithed me off. <laughs> I need to take a pith. <laughs> need to take a pith. That's but uh, it's my favorite way to eat a grapefruit now is like doing the doing basically supreming off the the rind and the outside of the the pith, and then you you take the knife and you go shoot shoot into each little segment and pull them out, and you've got no. Uh, oh, Biloxi, Mississippi. Sorry, Jay. I said Biloxi, Missouri, didn't I? Yeah, Mississippi. I've been to the Biloxi Sun, I think it is, so shame on me. Do you ever uh, go to any of those uh, casinos down there on the, co- on the coast in Biloxi? I've, I've been to the one. Um, I haven't been. I've been on a riverboat, gambled on a riverboat, but it was in. It was the river between um, Texas and. Um, Arkansas? And uh, our, uh, Arkansas? No, uh, Eastern side. It was the. Oh, uh, that would be. Uh, wait, that be? It begins on the nest. <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. I'm done. I'm done today, Scott. I'm not going to wow. remember any damn thing. Wow. Oh, you um, know the, the river starts at the nest? It's not Susquehanna. Yeah, What's that? Susquehanna River. No, that's not no, it. No. Um, um, let's see. <laughs> There's a. Uh... <sighs> River between Texas and Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, that it? would it was, be uh, Sabine River? Uh, well, I don't know about the name of the river, but it was the, what was the um, the city that it was just outside? Not Sabine. Dang it. Uh, Shreveport? I, Shreveport. Thank you. Shreveport. Jeez, oh, Louisiana. wow. I spent some I time in, in Tyler, Shreveport. Texas, the home of uh, like the, the, the rose capital of the United States. Mm. I was in Tyler, Texas and drove out to because I wanted to gamble. Yeah. I had nothing to do. There's nothing to do in Tyler, Texas, folks. Um, so me and the trainer said, eh, let's go to Shreveport. Very little to do in Shreveport also, except for the gambling. Um, yeah, and and Jay is absolutely right. Sorry, Shreveport is a dump. It and is they, a major um, dump. I went there and yeah. thought we were going to be killed in Shreveport. It was yeah, awful yeah. there. It really is. Yeah. And Shreveport, uh, the, the, the riverboat, basically has rules that it has to follow um, to be able to be a casino. Like, you can't just plunk a riverboat in the river and say, okay, it's a casino now. Mm-hmm. It has to undock... Even if it doesn't go anywhere, at least at the time, it had to undock every two hours. So um, it would stay stay in place, but it would close its doors, undock, and then reopen, like a 10-minute process, and then reopen, like redock, and then open its doors again. So if you didn't get there at the right time, then you'd basically be waiting on the, on the outside of the boat trying to get onto the... Uh, <laughs> To the riverboat. Even if that boat never left, left. Even if that boat never, never traveled up the river, like it just has to, it has to prove that it's boat, it's it's river worthy. I guess it has to. That's so weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Shreveport. Sorry to any Shreveportians, but that your city. Well, it's a long time since I was there. (laughs) All right, so maybe things have changed in the last twenty years or whatever. But when I was there last, oh man. Yeah, yeah. It really. It's been since ninety five. No, ninety. Yeah, probably 95, 96. That's right around what it would have been for me. 
Yeah, that's weird. Wouldn't the... it be funny if we were in Shreveport at the same time? We didn't know it. <laughs> it really would have been funny, except the furthest I got into Shreveport was on the riverboat. Like oh, I didn't. Okay. Uh, it was. I didn't go. I didn't cross the river. I don't think. I just <laughs> got onto the riverboat. And then uh, we played for a little while. Then we drove back to uh, Tyler, Texas. I went and found a bunch of. Uh, uh, we found some old abandoned warehouses, uh, and we thought it was cool. And when you're in your twenties, you don't. You're not afraid of nothing, right? Everything seems yeah, fine. Yeah. So we didn't even think about it. We we're just in total gang t- territory. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. They're probably, I don't know, dead drug things in there. Like, I don't even know what was going on in there. Except dead it just, drug things. It just yeah. was so burned out and like graffitied up. It fascinated me. I have pictures somewhere. And I thought it was so cool. But now, you want me to go in there now? Freaking F that. I'm not going in there. Mm-hmm. No way. Life's too short. <laughs> Uh, I got some bad news for me, not for everyone oh, else. No. Uh, James wrote in, sent a quick email to say, Scott, this is as simply his entire email, okay? This is a very short email. Scott, bad news. Parasite is no longer on Hulu. Love the show, though, James. <laughs> oh, no. Did Brian. you confirm? Have you checked? Is I it, haven't is actually true? checked. I guess I should check, but uh, let's see. And uh, You know, it's rentable. It's I can get it a million yeah. ways. It's just, yeah. you know, the easy way is now not there anymore. Parasite. Okay, Parasite is... Oh, it's on Max now. Oh, it's moved to Max. It oh. certainly has. Look All right. that. Well, yep. I have Max, so it's fine. There you go. Yeah. Watch it on Max, Scott. Wouldn't Before that be it funny? disappears forever. <laughs> Before they pull that thing and no Before one ever gets Before this Academy Award-winning film, monumental, <laughs> uh, groundbreaking first uh, international film to win an Academy Award, uh, disappears forever. Yep, it's coming. Our time is now. All right. Uh, hey, what if we brought in someone named Amy and talked about books? What if we did that? Ooh, I like that idea. Um, how about the one um, Robinson? Let's do the Robinson. Oh, Amy. I'm like glad that, you that, said that. A variety of Amy. She happens yeah. to be online right now, so that's a perfect choice. Uh, so let's do yes. that right now. One of the things that I enjoy also is reading. Yes, that music signifies the following information. It's time for Read This with Amy. Amy Robinson, a.k.a. Red Fraggle, joins us as she does each week, all the way from her home in beautiful somewhere Atlanta near there. (laughs) Somewhere in Georgia. I forget where you're at, but we don't want to dox you entirely, so I won't. Hi, Amy. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Yeah, Atlanta is fine. Um, I'm not in the city proper, but yeah, Atlanta will, will do. Yeah. You're not in coming Georgia, are you? No, no, okay. no. Are you in? Um, a- how about Athens? Where's Athens, Georgia, compared to you? Athens, Athens is about an hour and twenty minutes, sort of northeast of here. More uh, like I would say east northeast. Um, and uh, yeah, I grew up in Athens. Oh, really? Actually. Do they have a yeah. big statue? Big statue of Michael Stipe saying, "Here's me in the corner" or whatever. Oh, like a- Mike. Okay, all right. Wait, <laughs> and a big it, statue of uh, Fred Schneider too. Oh yeah, Schneider. Is it in them. time for my Michael Stipe story? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. D- do it. Did you tell yes. in less than twenty nine minutes? Because we do have to get to an indie in the middle at some point. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I can absolutely tell the story very <laughs> briefly. So I have two. I have two encounters with Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe is a dick. Yeah. So the first story you're going to be like, wait, that's not really his fault. Why are you calling him the dick? But just uh, go with me. All <laughs> bear, right, go on the so in in little five points in atlanta mm. there is a shop called the junk man's daughter and it's like it's this great 
shop for people like me who like like retro nerdy kind of off the wall things right like mm-hmm. it's got they got t-shirts and they've got you know a lot of the stuff that you give away on guess the connection brian would hmm. be sold at a jump oh store, really right? oh that's so, cool okay. yeah like it's like that it's like super eclectic whatever you saying In junk Africa, man junk man's daughter right the junk, junk man's man. daughter okay i thought i heard junk jump man daughter. like old mario before he became mario no man. like junk man like okay. j-u-n K. Yeah, yeah, junk man. That makes more sense. Uh, and so in Athens, they have a sister store that is called the Junk Man's Daughter's Brother. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same same uh same idea right Mm -hmm. and so i'm there and i'm buying a t-shirt it was actually i really loved this t-shirt when i was in college i don't have it anymore i think i gave it to my daughter but um it was like a ringer tee and it had like the sprout from you know the jolly green giant commercials Mm, yeah remember him the little sprout the the baby green green giant yeah yeah i loved it it was just so it was just so random and funny and cute and i just i loved that shirt so anyway so i'm buying this shirt michael stipe is there in the store Mm. and he's got was he in the corner no he was like freaking front and center and like every (laughs) clerk is is you know attending to his every need that's by the way that's how i know scott is googling junkman's daughter right now because he didn't hear me make that joke and (laughs) No, it's actually sorry. It was an emergency answer to an emergency text, and it's totally not all, fine. Everything's totally fine, fine now, but yeah, we're we're I, we're good. I, got- I absolutely got the reference. He was, you know, that was not him in the corner. It was him in the spotlight for sure. Oh, nice. Um, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, so he had every clerk in the store freaking waiting on him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, let me." let me see that tie over there and this thing over here. And like every seriously, like every employee of the store. And all I want to do is buy my freaking t-shirt. And so, and I was, and he's just like, you know, bossing them around and whatever. And one girl was just standing there with her mouth agape. She wasn't even doing anything. She's just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, famous person (laughs) in the store. And I was over it. And so I just was like, Excuse me, can you leave the rock icon alone for a second so I can pay for my shirt? You know, like, <laughs> I was just not having it that That's day. That's funny, yeah. And, you know, so anyway, so I pay for my shirt and I leave. And he just doesn't even, like, he doesn't apologize to me or anything. And, like, mm. I mean, he's he's very, he's, like, soaking it all up. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Mm. And, uh. So, you know, it'd so be great I, if he just said, what's the frequency, Kenneth, as you passed him to leave the store? That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> right. I would laugh. I think that may have been, it may have been before oh, that before album. Before that I'm album. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is a while back on. ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, this is like while I was in college and, and I was waiting tables and I, I worked at a place that was in downtown Athens, not there anymore. It's, it was called the East West Bistro. It was a great place. But he used to come in intentionally after we closed and just, you know, so that he could freaking have the whole place and whatever. And just but he would just show up unannounced Mm. and expect Mm. us to wait on him. So the best was when 
we hired a hostess who like she was an exchange student from overseas she had no freaking clue who he was she didn't let him in <laughs> <laughs> nice oh i love and we're, it all of us in the back were like you know because at that point i was i was working not really in the kitchen but i was working expo which mm-hmm. any of you have ever worked in a kitchen you know like that's the person like in between the wait staff and the the kitchen so all of us in the kitchen are just like watching the front door and we're like oh crap michael stipe is here we're gonna be here for another (laughs) freaking two hours you know and uh and then we see her come up and she's like not letting him in and we're going oh she's not gonna let him in she's not gonna let him in and then she didn't it was great she didn't let michael stipe in you know what screw him though i don't you know like anybody of status if you come when things are closed you should be like the rest of us and be turned away Exactly. Yes. Not a big sure. deal. I really like REM and I will listen to them any time. But, you know, Michael Stipe. Remember that whole controversy because he uh, had naked pictures floating around and that was a whole thing? Like he had a weird moment. And now I'm noticing in the chat a whole lot of people who I would consider like, I don't know, millennials, late, you know, early Z generation mm-hmm. people. They don't even don't know who we're talking is. about. They're like, who's Michael Stipe? I don't yeah. know who that is. I know. It's, yeah, it's the, surprising. The, I'm, lead, I'm surprised singer, that, uh, the lead singer of REM, which yeah, is a band Bright, out of Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Claire. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you want to, you know, you want to listen to REM, um, listen to their older stuff and stop before you get to, uh, what was it, Up, I think, was... Uh, which which one had shiny, happy people on it? Was that, that green? Was green. that green? Green was yeah. okay, but or, that song Or Out killed. of Time? Maybe That's, it was Out of Time. That song murdered me. I got so sick of it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Shiny, happy people, I mean. But yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah like time, the, their yeah. early stuff so good, and I can yeah, just... I mean if you, I mean automatic for the people, monster, and then yeah, I would stop. Let's see what was on New Adventure of uh, Ebo the letter. Okay, yeah, I would stop at New Adventures in Hi-Fi. I'd stop at nineteen ninety six, and um, that's a good zone to be end in. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. I just I just pick and choose. I'm like, oh, I like that song. I love I love finest work song. It's great. Yes. I love oh, I love yeah. Radio Free Europe. I love a lot of stuff from like documents. Oh, and- Radio yes. Free Europe is so good. Yeah, don't go back to Rockville. Pretty Persuasion. Uh, yeah, they were when they were a college band. Like that's where it was at. Uh, they yeah. were unbelievably good. Yeah. Well, and that's what irks me is I'm like, okay, like I get it. You're big famous guy, but you're also like we are the people who created you. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. you're supposed to be like a regular person to us. <laughs> you're not yeah, supposed to right. come acting like you're a big deal when you're in your hometown, bro. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. And, and especially like, it would be okay for him to come in after hours, but like, give us a heads up. And like, also <laughs> don't tip like a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, so people people are talking about, well, I know the band, I just don't know every band, member of the band. It's like, well, but you know Bono, right? Yeah. You've heard of Bono. Sure. Michael Stipe at the time in the 90s was as notable outside of REM as Bono was notable outside of, of U2. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they you weren't. it wasn't because solo albums or anything. It was because no, he was, was because a he prominent was front man. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's one of and those was, guys. Yeah. And man, the fact that Claire doesn't know this poster child of vegan, uh, vegan eating. Uh, oh, for yeah. sure. That guy. Well, and that was one of the good, really good things he actually did was he opened um, a couple of vegan restaurants in Athens, and this was like before it was 
you oh, know, wow. for it was cool. a, it was trendy to be <laughs> vegan. You know, I, I think he just called them vegetarian restaurants, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. And when um, he gave, if he gave you a coupon, he called it a stipend. That's pretty cool. And then also <laughs> he made all his own vegan you know, cheese I, in his armpit. That's that's the r- I rumor I heard. True. Yeah. Yeah. I think of Michael Stipe and, and Mike Mills as sort of like the Steve's of Apple. Yeah. Right, like, yeah, kind like, of, yeah. Like, like Mike Mills is kind of like the Waz, right? Like he's the guy who's just like, <laughs> yes. I just want to play music. I just want to write music. I'm not, you know, whatever. And then freaking Michael Stipe is out there going, yeah. No, you're right. Mills was awesome, and he would always. You'd only ever yeah. hear him do the little. You know, you hear him go shiny happy, and you'd hear him in the background going shiny happy, baby. yeah. And it was like, I see you, buddy. I know what you're doing back there. You're a smart yeah. guy. I can tell. Exactly. Uh, but they don't yeah. get along it's anymore. The I don't brains think. of this outfit. Yeah, I think they're <laughs> all, all right. grumpy so, now. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, so those are my Michael Stipe encounter stories for you. <laughs> Nicely there done. You go. Well, thank you, native Athens uh, girl. Uh, Amy for that story. Yeah. Hey, why don't I you now apologize to my husband who apparently I interrupted his meeting. He was not on mute when I suddenly started uh, yelling over yelling there. About his rock boss icons. Was like, yeah. yeah, his boss was like, um, do you need to go take care of something? He's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> Sounds like your wife is very angry. Um, we'll, we'll reconvene at a later time. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of time, right. let's do this thing about books. Uh, I have a clip from you, but uh, no idea what it is. So you're going to have this little setup here. Yeah, sure. So this is um, a clip from a collection of short stories that uh, is available now. And it's actually available on Amazon for free if you have Prime. Ooh, I like free. Nice. Yeah, big fan of free. Free's Um, great. So yeah, I totally recommend going and checking it out. And uh, yeah, we can go ahead and just play the clip. All right, here we go. Interviewer. It must feel a little strange to spend all this time preparing for something that you aren't actually going to do. Roy Court. Except that I am. When the package unfolds, the Roy who comes out of the assembler is going to remember having this exact conversation with you. It's just that he's going to be on some other planet trying to figure out how to restart the human race. And I'm going to be here worrying about my taxes. Laughs. Interviewer. I can't imagine knowing there's some other me out there. Roy. It's not really going to be like that, though. We've located tens of thousands of exoplanets that look promising for colonization, but the closest really good candidates are 15, 20 light years out. We call it slow light for a reason. The beams we're transmitting aren't quite as speedy as the normal stuff. That's four, maybe five decades before the first unfold could set up a transmitter and send us a hello. We're all mortal here. Those other Roys are going to be doing what they do long after I'm gone. Oh, this reminds me of Old Man's War or something. I love this kind the, of stuff. Uh, oh boy, the the narrator, the the style of of writing would be really distracting with the. I mean, I know, I understand it's kind of written like a screenplay, but it would be really distracting to hear the person's name every time they say a sentence. Well, <laughs> well, it's, that's really jet. There are little short snippets, uh, okay. just just to kind of indicate. Uh, like, hey, you're you're getting a you're getting introduced to a new person, oh, okay. um, and so like the interviewer does their thing, and then right after that, he gets injected with anesthesia, and then the next thing we know, he's waking up, you know, light years away, away. Oh, and then okay. so yeah, the rest of it is written like a a regular. Like a regular. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. okay then i love this then concept, i'm back on though. board you've got me back on board i love this concept so no old man's wars obviously it's a different idea the idea is that when people get really old 
they, Mm -hmm. instead of dying or when they die, their consciousness is put into a new body and that new body goes off to war to fight in space is kind of a very basic way of talking about old man's war, which is a book I love, but it, but immediately this reminded me of that, this idea that you could take your yourself that is yourself now and either duplicate it or send it somewhere else to do a whole other thing millions of light years away. I, that, that whole thing is fascinating to me. That right? mix of that yeah. mix of time and like how far away it is, how long away it takes to do it. It's not unlike what you and I were just reading in si- the silo books uh, about oh, yeah. how time can pass. Like it's, I love that stuff. So much fun to play with. Well, you're right in the silo suit. Not that I want to keep talking about that, but I mean, I do, <laughs> but like, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Chuck is at the same point in the books that you are right now. And so I'm just like, ah, you guys are at such a cool, but hard point. <laughs> yeah. Books. It's a rough, no. it's a rough moment, but it's, uh, and it, it's funny. I was telling her offline that I don't, um, I'd read all these before, but it's been a bit. It's been like years and years, and I've forgotten so much stuff that it feels, in a lot of ways, like I'm reading it anew again. And the excitement of the show probably helps with that a little bit. But also, my brain is like, "How are they going to do this in the show? Are they even going to try that? Are they going to even mess with this character?" Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have all these questions. But um, those themes I love, and this sounds like a short story with with themes I would really get into. Like, I guess we haven't said the name of this book yet or this collection. Yes. Oh. No, we haven't. Uh, Shitoutofluck.com. Yeah. Um, so this is this is called The Far Reaches, Stories to Take You Out of This World. And it's a collection of, of Amazon original short stories that were written by uh, certain prolific sci-fi authors. So mm-hmm. you've got James S.A. Corey, who wrote, the piece that we just heard a clip from that was uh, called oh. how it's how it unfolds yeah. um, and Veronica Roth, Rebecca Rowanhorse and lecky Nettie Okorafor. Oh, you know, it's a hard name. It's got, so cool. It's got They're two, so cool. It's got They're two so cool. ends. I love them. Two ends in the Nettie part. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my, a short story. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to, wax poetic more about African well, names. Please, please but, do. Yeah. Then I'll ask you the question <laughs> after that. Yeah, I had a friend who her surname like begins, I actually have a friend. She's one of my best friends still. Uh, but her last name ends with like M and Z. Mm. Like, it, it, like uh, or rather it begins with that. I don't want to like say her whole name on here, but it, but it's like, how do you, you know, M, Z and then the rest of her name. So it's like, wow like how do you say that you know do you just skip the m like but you know or do you make do you make a big thing of it and go you know like i don't know it's like (laughs) it's just so cool i love i love their names anyway um and then uh john scalzi also wrote wrote a piece for this oh old man's war himself he's the guy i was just talking about there we go i know that's why i thought it was funny that you mentioned that because i was like oh that's cool it's not the story that john scalzi wrote but it's is still, you know, on point. I got to um, read this. And yeah, they're very it's a very quick very quick thing you can get them uh either on Amazon to your Kindle or you can listen to them on Audible and like I said, it, you know, they're they're free if you've got Prime. Um and uh yeah, they're it's great. It's like I say they're quick little quick little uh two bite brownies of uh sci-fi stories it even tells you here on the page they've got they have a whole big like splash page for this for this uh thing for the original and um they tell you this one's about a 53 minute read 70 minute read 49 minute read these are all like hour to hour and a half each and uh perfect yeah yeah perfect for just like 
taking in some quick sci-fi. I I love this sort of stuff, so I, I am absolutely going to grab this today. This yeah, is great. Yeah, it's great because you could just like, oh, I need to – like I haven't – to c- confession, I haven't completely read all of them, but, you know, I've read, a you know, a, a handful of them, and I was like – Oh, okay. I've got time. I can squeeze one more in before TV, TMS this morning. Oh, I can't do that one. Okay. Yeah. This one's 53 minutes. I can do oh, that. Oh, that's one. really cool. A good, good amount of time. Yeah. All right. I yeah. Mean. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, well, I will definitely check it out. This is available, like we said, on Amazon. Uh, it's one of the originals. You can find it just by searching for The Far Reaches. And uh, I found it immediately as soon as I uh, Googled it. And uh, it's uh, free and available yeah. on Kindle Unlimited as well. If you're just, if you're spending a lot of, I, I, subscribe to that because there's a lot of great stuff in there and uh this is just there just popped up so good stuff uh amy it's always a pleasure to have you on you're uh sometime between when the show finishes editing and done and before brian does coverville you'll be doing another clay throwing uh, pottery good time over on your youtube channel yes come after after tms Come make a mess. That's that's right. That's gonna be my any, my little any, tagline. Any hints on what you're making? Are you making like a like a, another like a bowl or some sort of a? I, don't know. I loved your bee jar uh, gifting video. That was so cute. Thank you. Wasn't it? I mean, yeah. seriously, like I, I put that actually in the do gooders chat on Discord mm. because it was like, you know what? If anybody is like, oh, you know, I know I should do good stuff, but I just don't have the energy. Man, that gave me so much energy to see her reaction to that. It was, Aww. I was like, man, I mean, not that I didn't, I enjoyed the whole process of making that piece. So sure. like it gave me so much joy, just even the journey of it, but then to watch it get to its forever home and like make her so happy <laughs> that just, uh, just gives me life. So yeah. yeah so come awesome. watch me make a mess. Um, you asked me, what am I going to be making today? Uh, mugs. Oh, um, I like mugs. so yep. Claire, I'm going to be pulling some more handles. What about a leg check? Uh, no, no leg okay. checks. Right. Just okay. uh, you know, I can, I'll show you my overalls, but that's about it. Uh, that, that'll work. So, yeah. Um, so they they get all dirty, so it's all nice and dirty. But yeah. Uh, so I'll be pulling handles and throwing mugs today. Um, maybe maybe a little trimming action will be happening. So that'll be that'll be fun. And uh, also, one other thing I want to mention: we still have spots for the Southeast oh, yeah. meetup. We have we have one private room left oh so if anybody was like mm. on the fence like i don't oh, want to share a room with anybody <laughs> correct exactly <laughs> if anybody's feeling like you know i want to go but i'm not really comfortable sharing a room with especially folks i haven't you know necessarily actually met i only know yeah. them two-dimensionally then come on we got a we got a place for you and then we also have one one other spot in a shared room so cool. Yeah, come, come, yeah. have fun with us. Else, we got two Bryans. Two Bryans. That's right. If nothing two else, Bryans. you get to see what uh, Dunaway and I look like first thing in the morning before we have our makeup on. Oh, look my at gosh. <laughs> I've never even seen that in the same month. No, I guess, no, I guess there were nerdtaculars where you guys are both there, but I never saw the morning routines. I never got to see those. Yeah, no. You, know, you see us when we're fresh and ready coming down from our rooms at Snowbird. And uh, no. That's, yeah, uh, after his four-hour uh, uh, re- regime, reg- regiment is the word I was looking for. <laughs> That's I'm right. imagining hair is going to play a part in this and thus Dunaway <laughs> is going to be, have a more dramatic morning reveal than you will. Yeah, won't, so. uh, right, won't, won't uh, change anything for me, I'm afraid. Dunaway, likes, <laughs> yeah. Dun, Dunaway wears a lot of hats, so you probably not see much of it, I'm afraid, but. 
Good yeah. luck with that. Well, uh, well, that's awesome. Amy, it's always good to talk to you. You're Red Fraggle 3 everywhere, everyone, including that YouTube channel. Go check that out. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. Time for some quick news. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. In the news this morning, good morning. Hey, it's uh, some news, and it's brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville today, celebrating the music of Joan Osborne and Rufus Wainwright. Uh, you probably all know Rufus Wainwright for his... Uh, his cover of Hallelujah, which is one of the best, if not the best cover of that song out there. Mm-hmm. Joan Osborne famously did the song One of Us, What If God Was One of Us? Uh, but she's done a lot of stuff, a lot of um, covers and songs covered of hers that are really, really good. Uh, hear them both today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Just a slob like one of us. She said, "Just a slob like one of us." I've seen her twice in concert. She's really, really good. I, you know, it's She's, it's one of those people. It's easy to describe a single song to her, but she has a pretty good, yeah. pretty good. She uh, really does. That song, Saint Teresa, I think, in my in my opinion, is head and shoulders above uh, one of us. I think that's that's probably you know like one of the fifty greatest songs of the nineties. That's like. Uh, uh, do you have a fast car lady? Can't think of her name. Uh, Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Yeah. It's like everyone yeah. thinks of that song, but Tracy everyone Chapman is a fast amazing, car, but amazing yeah. catalog. She has such good music. Yeah. Uh, let's get to this story. An Ohio plastic surgeon who live streamed patients' operations on TikTok. She was a relatively popular TikTok uh, plastic surgeon, uh, but didn't get permission to live stream the work she was doing on people has had her state medical license revoked permanently as a result. Good. Yeah, probably uh probably breaking some sort of uh HIPAA violation, right? Yeah. Showing- <laughs> I don't I feel like you you should have known this. I don't know why you didn't yes. know this. Yeah. Very weird. Uh an Ohio plastic surgeon who live streamed some patients' operations on TikTok had three patients report complications after surgery. Had her state medical license revoked permanently Wednesday, according to the medical board. Dr. Catherine Roxanne Gaw, Gra, rather, also known on social media as Dr. Roxy. Dr. Roxy. And she's just pulling off her middle name being Roxanne. Like, yeah, yeah. she's Dr. Catherine Gra, but her middle name is Roxanne. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm going to milk that middle name for as much as it's worth. Oh, yeah. She milked it. But, all right. uh, so her her it's less about her doing the stuff on TikTok, although I'm sure that's a factor, but more about the complications that her patients. Well, their claim is afterwards. the complications uh, were as a result of her distraction by doing okay. that. Yeah, so it's kind of, yeah. it's all sort of tied together. But okay. it says here, no longer be able to practice medicine in the state of Ohio. This, according to Jerica Stewart, spokesman for the state medical board in Ohio. In addition to revoking her license, the board voted to fine her $4,500. It's not that much for her, probably. No, no. Um, drop in the bucket for a surgeon. Jeez. The uh, article says they sought comment from her attorney, but they didn't get anything. The board has summarily suspended her my, uh, medical license in November after twice uh, reprimanding her. So she'd already had some heat on this. Mm-hmm. But she continued, quote, to practice, pr- uh, continued practice presents a danger of immediate and serious harm to the public. Um, let's see. She was in a suburb of Columbus called Powell. No, uh, sorry. In the Columbus suburb of Powell. Okay. Um, address, not that that matters. Addressed the panel before the board members voted on the hearing Wednesday. Uh, she said she thought about the board's criticism over the last year and saw how she had, quote, fallen below the board's ideal in many ways. Well, I guess that's one way of apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. There's one way of doing it. Mm. 
Uh, let's go to southern southern Indiana. Now, you may have famously seen a commercial done by those um, uh, Rhett and Link guys. Oh, Rhett and Link? Yeah. The good good morning. The good morning guys. They used to be, yeah. when they back in the day, their big thing, claim to fame, was they would go around to local businesses around the country and make their commercials for right. them. So they were legit commercials, but they were made by them. Taxidermist, the Red House. The Red House, all that stuff, right? So yeah, this even one got scooters or what is it? Uh, uh, got a DUI. Oh yeah, that was them too. That's right. Yeah, but it has yeah. a lot of history on this scooters. show. Scooters. Yeah. Well, the one that you all remember maybe most is this one. If I turn this up here, hold on. Okay. There's a cry across the heartland, a yearning for the days gone by. And in little old Corden, Indiana, they're happy and they'll tell you why. They got butt drugs. They love butt drugs. So it's this butt drugs place. It was a, a, kind of an institution. They're closing down after 71 years. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, that's a bummer. And so it was named after the owner was Butt. Yeah, his name was B-U-T-T, yeah. Butt. Yeah, um, but drugs. And they notified. Okay. No, their- this is the first time I've heard this one ever, and I love it already. <laughs> oh, this one's great, but drug. Because uh, and then you got to hear these ladies if you haven't heard this. Hold on. I recommend butt drugs for everybody. I can always count on butt drugs. When I think drugs, I think butt drugs. For all my health needs, I turn to butt drugs. <laughs> That is, it is such the Rhett and Link style to have the quote-unquote customer one-liners that you know they wrote for them and said, all right, I want you to say, when I think drugs, I think butt drugs. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's basically, you know, it's absolutely not not their words, but Rhett and Link like, okay, how about now? How about now this one says... Uh, yep. It's so good. <laughs> it's, by the way, 13 years ago they made that. That was a long time ago. Wow. Uh, almost as old as this show. But anyway... Butt drugs, done. They're out. Yeah. Uh, uh, it says the decision uh, did not come lightly, says the butt drugs uh, owners. They say, we are uh, we have been serving our beloved community for 70 years, wrote Katie Butt Beckhort. Oh. Yeah. She's- See, now that would be, that would almost be a thing to do. Like, do a nationwide road trip and hit <clears throat> the Red House, that taxidermy guy, butt drugs, the scooters place, and just like... Take your picture in front of each each place. Oh hell yeah! Like, you know and hell yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they're but they were doing a service. Now they're they just talking show people. You know they're just talking. Now they're, heads. Now they're doing a great uh, YouTube channel that I've watched three times and thought it was funny each time, but I didn't. Uh, I completely totally forgot to, <laughs> Nick, to keep watching. My, my son Nick is a gigantic Red and Link fan. That's like really his, his okay. daily Good thing. Bountiful morning is that what it is? Good bountiful morning. Good bountiful morning. That sounds right. Something yeah. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. There's also the Retin Link YouTube channel, which is mostly this old stuff. Mm-hmm. This one has uh, 2.2 million views. <laughs> Not mythical. Bad. That's it. Good mythical morning. Good Thank mythical you. morning. There you go. Uh, all right. Let's see. That's about it, I think. Yeah, that's okay. it for today. We'll uh, take a break now. We'll take our temporary leave. When we come back, Wendy will be here. We got an email that we're going to deal with. And uh, that'll all come up after this. But we have to play a song. So, Brian, play the damn thing. What do we got? Okay. How about the Intemperate Sons? Boy, there's a there's a band name for you. Um, uh, brand new uh, song from the Intemperate Sons. Their latest single is called Faceless Man. Their new album is called uh, Game of Keep Away. And it's going to be released this fall. 
thanks to the frame work label. Not framework, but frame slash work label, nice. which is great. Yeah. Uh, this is great, and uh, kind of keeping with the uh, the rock stuff that, that I've been playing uh, for the most part all week. I think we had one little indie indie track uh, in here, but... Um, the uh, the members of the band have been uh, with other bands in Dallas, such as Gunhill, Natural Born, Natural Born Thrillers, and Agents of Solace, as well as opening for Lynch Mob, Joe Lynn Turner, and Sponge. Here are the Intemperate Sons with Faceless Man. Wait 
Today on the After School Special, Jack Mellon gets tired of being called a square and turns to a crowd that shows him how to be cool. Purple things taste special. We have returned, and uh, I would probably need to put this on my dance card. What song was that so I can write that down? <laughs> put that on. Uh, Faceless Man by the Intemperate Sons from their upcoming album. This is kind of the lead-off single. The upcoming album, Game of Keep Away. Very creative band, band names out there. For sure, days. right? Yeah. Yeah, the Intemperate Sons. It's a great name. I don't know what it even means, but I like it. You know. Uh, by the way, I, don't, I know that probably wasn't Bluey that you played there, but I finally first uh, watched my first thing of Bluey. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks to uh, Jeremy and my D and D group, and uh, it was cute. I really enjoyed it. I'll watch more Bluey now. You should watch more Bluey, and uh, you'll start to feel a kinsmanship with with uh, Bandit, the father, because mm-hmm. Bandit yeah. is us. Bandit basically. Yeah. Is he's a good dad, but he's right. He fallible. does things for for Bluey and yeah, uh, muff, muffin. Like <laughs> the episode I watched had muffin coming over for a sleepover. Oh, a, f- and, a neighbor uh, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid's all hyper and hilarious. I like. I uh, there's a there's a new one called Onesie. I can't. I'm admitting this okay. as a grown ass man. That episode made me tear up. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. There are episodes like that. There's a few of them. There's the one where where Bingo is getting old enough where she can sleep by herself and not have to share a room with with uh with Bluey and sure the way that this this little dog dreams is one of the most affecting emotional resonant Aww. things I've ever seen. So you really should keep going just to kind of get the rhythm and the taste of the whole thing and you will I think you'll come out on the other side thinking this is one of the coolest things ever especially made for kids but just in general it's just the sweetest nicest Aww. thing. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, All right. Well, what do we have now? Oh, I know what we have. I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry. That's right. My sister, Wendy, a practicing (laughs) therapist who comes on the show and uh, schlubs it with us on Thursdays, answers your hard questions about life and personality and dealing with hard issues. Wendy, it's good to have you back. How are you? I'm good. Were you just talking about Bluey? We were. Yes. We were. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have something to add about Bluey? Yeah. I've only seen the first episode and... I flippin' love the dad. Is is that Bandit's Bandit's amazing. <laughs> Bandit Bandit yeah. and Chili are the best parents on TV. They're just the best parents. And I don't mean fakely best. Like they're not mm-hmm. unreasonably or unrealistically great parents. They have problems. Like they'll be tired and on their you know, dead on their feet, laying on the couch, and one of the kids can't sleep and it comes and bugs them. There's a whole episode about that. And you can tell they're both like, Oh my gosh, why won't you sleep? Like there's this <laughs> there's a realistic edge to the entire affair. That I love. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so good. Nice. You all should keep going. I realize none of us have kids in this age range. I only got exposed to it because Van's little and he's obsessed with it. But man, Bluey. It's sweet. It's really it's sweet. so good. And, uh, and speaking of sweet, the complete opposite of sweet, uh, I finally did watch. We, we finally got through all of the bear season two, Wendy. And I, <laughs> of course, I know exactly what episode you were referring oh to. Gosh, and, uh, right? Throw the damn fork. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Last night, my son's like, do you guys know that I stayed up for an extra hour just thinking about that episode? I was like, just oh my gosh, it. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Who, Abe, yeah, Abe said intense. that? That's funny. 
Yeah. Abe did. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, thanks for uh, that psychological ride. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, so I, my suggestion is watch the very intense The Bear and then yeah. follow and then it up with Bluey a nice Bluey. Yeah, yeah, and everything will be Perfect. okay. Oh, absolutely watch Bluey. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, well, it's yeah. good to have you here, and I guess we're only, what, a week away from seeing you in person, right? I know. Real lives. Is that really a week? Hold yeah. on. We leave Saturday, so we're, we're on our way. Oh, so you're wow. leaving this Saturday. We leave Thursday. Yeah, I guess Road we... Road trip. I won't see you till we see you. Well, that'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm bringing my new game. You guys are all going to uh, help me play that. It'll, that'll be fun. Yeah. All kinds of other fun stuff. Kim's already making food. You should see our yeah. freezer is full of food. Oh, that's, yeah, oh, it's gonna it. it's gonna be great. be great. Yeah, very excited. Uh, anyway, let's get to today's thing. It's an email, and uh, I'm gonna read it here. We've actually had this for a couple of weeks, but uh, no time like the present. So let's go ahead and read it. Uh, Scott and Wendy, I have heard Wendy talk about mental health and aid for a few times. I am a transgender woman and have noticed in the trans community there are often friends experiencing mental health crises. Uh, they often are scared and afraid to talk to people around them in their life and turn to the online communities for help. As peers, we try our best to help, but we are often in the, uh, we are often aren't in the same place ourselves. Sorry, in the best place ourselves, and don't have the tools to help. I was thinking that this mental health first aid training would be a huge help. I'm a member of two specific specific communities that I think could really benefit people. One is an all trans women and used to be uh, LDS, so former former LDS or former Mormon people. Uh, the other is transgender people who are parents. Both groups have a lot of specific mental health challenges and struggles with people, especially family not being accepting. I was wondering if you had any connections to uh, find instructors who would be able to help provide a virtual training for these groups, or if you had any other resources that you could use for our friends and community members that are struggling. Thank you, JL. Uh, well, JL, I, I, I think it probably came to the right place. And I bet Wendy has ideas. So, Wendy, where do you want to go yeah. with this? Yeah, I think, you know, this is, um, this is a tricky question because it's more, it's bigger than that. So we're going to take it big and then we'll get small to what they're looking at. Right. Mm -hmm. Specifically or what they're looking for. But just this idea of how do I get good help and know if it's good help, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think of like from a, a newness perspective, like the trans community specifically um, sort of having a lot of things happen in the last five, 10 years that other groups, you know, th th there's a, a massive um, change that has occurred and maybe just generally more people aware or more people becoming allies, more people um, coming out, all sorts of different variations on that. Um, and then simultaneously with all of that exposure and acceptance and and sort of even from the professional psychological community um, and medical communities of sort of like what is best for kids and who feel the need to transition, what does that look like? You know, a lot of very serious people and a lot of researchers are looking at these things, but it still has some newness to it, even though the concept's not new. Um, but the acceptance of it is pretty darn new, mm, right? Yeah. Um, and so a lot of things in flux. And so you don't have this just like, hey, here is the solid thing we do. And this is where to get all your, your support and resources are from a professional standpoint, which is where the internet often comes in anyway, right? Um, it comes in early and it comes in strong and it comes in 
in, in however it comes in. And so often that is just that some support. Like, I know how you feel. I've been there. How can I be there for you, et cetera, that type of, of thing. Um, but I, I like what JL is, is pointing to, which is if I'm not doing well, I mean, I can offer support, but I have my own struggles. I'm still navigating, you know, every feels like every other minute, a new legislator somewhere is like, well, let's ban everything. You know, yeah, let's make it right. 10 times scarier for this person to, to live their life. Let's lop you know? off some more rights for, uh, for, uh, these yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And so all the progress feels amazing on one hand. And then really it's very vulnerable and very scary on the other. Right. Um, and to just read in the news that your particular subgroup is going to lose civil rights is like terrifying, right? Yeah. Like they're like, all right, all the dudes who are bald <laughs> are now losing their right to vote, right? I mean, I'm right. not saying the world would be a better place if that were true. It might be. <laughs> just joking. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you know I mean? like, Brian, you're never like, voting again. When the last time you That's guys it. read about yourself, your demographic in some form in the news, and it was about not getting to be a full participating citizen. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it happens. Yeah. Probably never. Yeah. White dudes. Yeah. But, no, sorry. You know yeah, I mean? It's just white dudes. Uh, really, uh, yeah. But just imagine it for a second. Like, uh, it's, it's really kind of terrifying to, to think about. So you have folks in, in this situation where they are trying to navigate their relationships that maybe have really changed. It is, it's a major disruption in life to depending on your support system, right? Mm-hmm. And can be, and can be very psychologically difficult and draining. Um, at the same time, for a lot of folks I've I've worked with, they finally feel like themselves. And sometimes that is this incredible like balancing energy that they get from just being honest and open and, you know, but it's still incredibly vulnerable. So my heart goes out to anyone in these situations because it is so difficult to navigate. And yet all the, that sort of research on what to do and how to help can feel pretty new. And then we, again, if your main source of support is online friendships and, you know, finding like-minded people to help you out, they also may not be able to do that. So I'm going to speak from just a professional perspective. Sure. Um, because real, real quick, let know, me say, maybe, I wanted to say this real quick before I forget the, yeah. it, you're right about like it's a scary time, right? Because all these mm-hmm. obstacles get thrown up by people or whatever in response to it. But it's, I think it's important to remember, or at least it's important for me maybe to remember that part of the reason the resistance is so strong right now, or at least so public mm-hmm. right now is because there have been massive inroads and the ability for somebody to, uh-huh. to finally be who they, they want to be and live their life is more open than ever. And it, it's easy to get bogged down in the resistance, but really it's a great sign. Like back in the, you know, I don't know, me growing up in the eighties, um, I, uh-huh. there were kids I knew growing up who absolutely were either transgender or would be, or otherwise just felt like they couldn't say a word. They couldn't say a peep because you, you couldn't, you couldn't come out as anything back then without all kinds of heat and trouble. And you'd have to move to a very specific community to hide away from everybody else. Like it was a very, very different time. Now it feels like the resistance seems like really strong or like out there and everything, but it also seems like it's in response to it being in a weird way better than any other time or more open than it's ever been. At least it seems that way to me. 
you know, and I don't have yeah. the perspective of a transgender person or anybody dealing with something that, you know, society has deemed quote unquote inappropriate or whatever. So I don't have that perspective, obviously, but I, but I'm glad that they can at least have the fight and, and not have to hide 100% least, away from it. It's right. Being out and, and having it visible draws more, um, draws more, uh, scrutiny, not scrutiny, but, uh, um, marginalization and poor treatment, but it also allows them to, to fight it, uh, which they couldn't do when it right. was and they have actual allies. Now people who are on the side of be who you want to be and not part yeah. of the group trying to hold them down. I, again, I'm not trying to say it's all whistles and, and birdies and happiness right now for all these people. I'm just saying like, it feels like it's, there is a, there is a, the, we're at a good point for more progress. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's just a yeah. hot and, take. And that can be, I mean, we could probably find any social change and document something similar, right? right. Backlash is the, the backlash to the backlash. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it is always, uh, it's, it's within us. And there is sort of probably never been any social change as quick moving as gay rights and LGBTQ stuff that, I mean, we know that there's, Civil rights took way longer, still isn't complete. Um, even just thinking about marriage, you know, someone black and white getting married, like how long that took to be legal. You could take women's rights. I mean, everything takes time and so many, so many people working so hard. And the, the same is true um, for LGBTQ folks, but there is, there is a swiftness to this. And I think the internet is a piece of that, Right. Um, I also th- have this theory, pet theory is that, um, you know, with at least race relations, you may have just only been a- around people in your own race. And so it took folks longer to have exposure um, to one another. Whereas I think, you know, your kid's gay, that's a much more direct experience and is going to shift things in a family. Right. And so some of those dynamics are fast acting and anytime any social change is fast, or any, you know, you're going to have maybe certain responses and backlash that's different. And here's what's tricky. And, and this is maybe for folks who are having feelings of like, oh, I just don't want to hear about it. Or I just don't want, like, can't we just get along? And, <laughs> you know, whatever those old adages, all, adages always are when you're in the privileged group. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. when you're the privileged group, you just want the normalcy of whatevs and live in the privilege. Um, but, you know. But really, truly grappling with it and understanding it and reading good information can be really helpful um, for those folks. But th- this question is more specifically to how do I help with the mental health um, challenges that, that are happening for folks as I'm trying to support them? And what we've sort of found overall is that people in a similar situation, just like in AA meetings or, you know, other types of interventions is that, you know, you don't like a group of people needing treatment for OCD. You're not going to mix and match that with people with different disorders. It, it really helps to have that shared experience and that shared base and then having good help and good treatment um, for that. Right. And so here's the thing you like, say, for example, this person um, wants to support someone and they're having a rough time 
you know, to, to have maybe a couple things, first of all, their own help, right? Their own support, their own needs being met is going to be really important. That's the whole, you know, oxygen mask situation Mm -hmm. and maybe not taking off, biting more than you can chew. I think the want or desire to help somebody or to just help get them out of the pain you remember being in because you're further along that road, you might be overextending, which is depleting your ability to actually take care of yourself. So to be really aware of, um, you know, kind of the idea of the wounded trying to help the wounded off the battlefield, you got to make sure your wounds are tended to, you got to make sure you're, you're okay to really do that. And that's hard because you, maybe you're worried no one else is, um, going to do it. Right. Or you're being asked directly, or you feel called to, to be helpful in this way. So I would start with that, making sure you're getting what you need. Um, for the most part, you're going to have bad days, of course, but when you're getting what you need and then reaching out to those who need this help, or they're asking for that help, um, finding some resources, maybe what's helped you can always be helpful. There are a lot of organizations The Trevor projects are really good one. Um, that, has, you know, 24, seven, 365 day phone. You can call. I'm just going to say that number really quick. Eight, six, six, four, you, the letter Trevor, T R E V O R. Um, they have instant mentioning options, options for just text-based Trevor text is who you can text to. Mm. Um, all of that, the national suicide prevention hotline should just be there. Now it's nine, eight, eight. Everyone just memorize that number. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is, Amazing. It took them this long to get yeah. just to three, <sighs> but also, right. Um, and then there's specific trans lifeline numbers. Um, you can go to glaad.org and look under transgender resources to get most of this. And then there's just lists and lists of very specific transgender organization support groups for, you know, um, black trans advocacy, Latinas coalition, gender spectrum, family, trans athletes, all the, I mean, there's, there is an endless amount, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe doing your research first to see like what kind of resonates with you. And when a friend needs help, you have a better sense of, of what to, to say or do with that. Um, also, so that's kind of more general stuff with the specific LDS component or any high demand religion that, you know, very conservative Christian kind of groups who there's the just sort of banishment element and the, the, you are dead to us kind of thing that can tend to go on. That can be so much trickier. And so to really um, find your resources that are helpful there. So there is one specific one. I, a lot of people have found really helpful and it's affirmation is the name affirmation international. So it's affirmation.org. Um, and that can be specific for LGBTQB, LGBTQ Mormon families um, and friends and just figuring out, some of that support that way. There are others. So, you know, I, I hate to just say Google it, but yeah. the reality is you, you do have to kind of find what is going to be most supportive for you first and then how you help others. Um, I do think, you know, this is, I don't always tell everyone to go to therapy. I'm trying not to. That's like my goal is to not tell everyone to just do yeah. that. <laughs> um, no, but finding, finding therapists who yes. are, are, um, more knowledgeable in in the uh, in the specific struggles that come with being LGBTQ. Yes, uh, yes. and be... you can do this when you're searching for a therapist. You can put that in a filter mm-hmm. that will show that you know who is is trained, who is friendly, 
some who are themselves trans, like there, there are lots of options, especially if you're in a bigger city. Um, and then there may be online options. Um, BetterHelp probably has a way to do that too. Some of those more text-based or online therapy resources. Um, to have this neutral person that can guide you, but is trained and you don't have to worry about their response to you. Cause I think right. that's, what's so difficult all the time is sort of not knowing if you're safe to be yourself. If you're going to be um, judged by your therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. And so that can feel really daunting. So the rest of us go get a therapist and we're just like, well, I hope they're cool. You know, like we don't have a, my very core selfhood is, questioned by the person I'm going to open myself up to is mm -hmm. that's, that's a pretty terrifying um, proposition. So to, there's resources of people who can both navigate the two um, circles that this person finds themselves in and, and offering support. Um, there are conferences all summer, especially if this person, I guess I would assume they're maybe in Utah um, that, address a lot of these different issues and a lot of, you just, you got to figure out what they are. I think sometimes what can feel really scary. I know I feel this way about just kind of general things is like, is this authentically? So what it says it is, does this mm. some other, right. you know, you feel like there's some creepy trickery that goes on sometimes. Absolutely. Um, and it's hard to, it's hard to vet, right? Cause there's so much of it. It's kind of like, yeah. all, it's like everything. There's so much of everything now that you, you know, vetting what the accuracy of everything from a, a recipe that's supposedly handed down for generations to where do I get the most help for my transgender yeah. gender son? It's the same level of confusion. It's like, I don't know. I don't know where the best is. There a place that reviews these? Is there a, a, a Yelp site type service for, mm -hmm. for how I got help with my kids or my family or whatever? Like it's, it's, that's daunting that part. Yeah. 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 And, and so know that that's, that's difficult. <laughs> right? like, mm. like we hear you on that. And, and there are resources like glad GLAAD has been around since the eighties. You know, there's, there's organizations that have, have really established themselves as reputable places. So I would always start there. Mm -hmm. um, and then really, I guess I just want to emphasize that making sure you're okay thing. Um, it is very tempting to want to help before we're ready to help. Right. Um, That's that whole oxygen mask. And, and I'll just give this from a perspective of like what happens very frequently in therapy is someone will have an issue that I find myself going like, you know, like <laughs> I get activated because of, it reminds me of something in my own life that's maybe not resolved, right? Like mm. it, therapists get triggered too because we're humans. Our jobs, though, is to get as much training as possible and to work on our own stuff so that we do not get in the way of a healing process for someone else. And if we can't do it, we need to refer you to someone else, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so recognize with all of that, we still have this happen to us. And so what you're, you're saying, hey, I want to be a helper yeah. to a community yeah. that I am incredibly tied up in. Mm. Yeah, like it's, it's mine. It's my community. Um, I'm also under threat. I also read the news and feel scared. I also don't know if it's safe for me to, you know, you're having all the same experiences, really tricky to, to be in a position to help. Um, because intention is sometimes not enough. And so recognizing that kind of having some humility about that can be really helpful. It doesn't mean you cannot be incredibly helpful. You can. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's a tendency to, 
to maybe say, do what I've done um, rather than hearing someone's story. And you can share what you, your own, of course. Um, but it, it can get difficult and very emotionally taxing. You can sort of lose yourself in someone else's stuff because it's easier than dealing with your own. Um, so really want to emphasize that if you're not okay, let's make that in the first priority. Yeah. Get those resources right. for yourself first. Yeah. I, I, uh, was just thinking about like other times where the intensity of the threat is also parallel to the intensity of the uprising or not the uprising, mm-hmm. but the, 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 the push for, for change. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't what a year before I was born that Martin Luther King Jr. was shot dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and prior to that, all the violence, all the killings, all the lynchings, all that stuff that was going on, it couldn't have been more diametrically opposed, right? The, the, the chain, the desire for change and the push for change mm-hmm. juxtaposed to the resistance to that change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying we're about, we're in for more bloodshed before we're not. I, maybe we are, but I'm not, that's not my point. My point is like, if, the, if there's anything you can take from history, it's like, there is a, there is that positive take on this, right? That, that kind of progress takes massive effort from both those within and without the community that is being oppressed. And yeah. now we're seeing that we have, there's more, you know, people throw the word ally around and people might get sick of hearing it, but there's more allies than ever. Mm-hmm. in this fight for for those who who want to do this and as a result there's this diametrically opposed f- hardcore resistance to that so i it's weird to say this because i don't think i would have felt this way in my 20s because i see mm-hmm. the world differently but having seen mm-hmm. enough like this stuff go by you can look at it and go actually this is really great news that we're getting to a place where the 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 strength of of the of the change is at an all time high. The allyship is at an all time high and the resistance is at an all time high. All of these are indicators that change is coming and maybe permanent change. And it doesn't mean it's perfect because there's plenty of issues for black people today. Um, right. But they aren't what they were in the sixties. So I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know. I'm probably just repeating myself, but I'm somehow all of that, that gives me a little bit of, uh, of hope in a weird way, even though, um, you know, the, the, the real hope would be that you wouldn't have this kind of resistance. You wouldn't have people threatening violence and threatening legislation, le- legislation in some places actually passing legislation that, that really truly oppresses these people. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I guess I'm just hopeful that the, that the desire for change is as strong as it is. And, you know, that we'll get to a better place for these, for these people who need it. And I don't know why it's so hard for us as a society. You know, we're always walking around going, don't tread on me, but we're happy to tread on other people. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't one, understand one why piece... this is hard for us, you know? It's so weird to me. Sorry, Brian, were you going to say something? No, I was agreeing with Scott. Oh, oh I, w- I was going to say one, th- one thing I've thought about that I think resonates with like just human nature is, is this concept of, you know, when you are experiencing like the world works for you. It's kind of built for you and you've, you know, you, you have certain expectations. I feel like sometimes like we joke about Karen's, but I think a part of that is maybe Karen's got their way at a younger age and then they stop 
getting their mm-hmm. way as they no longer sexually uh, available. <laughs> and um, and that like entitlement still exists, right? And I, and there's different, I, it's not all the haircut. I think there has to be other experiences, right? <laughs> but you take like um, just any privileged person or class or experienced person, that's their main experience. And then you, you know, for them, equality will actually feel like oppression mm-hmm. because the, the, you know, someone else gets uh, to step up to experience more privilege. Um, there's a perception of loss. Like you're um, getting your privileges. You think mistakenly thinking you're getting your yes. privileges taken away because. A hundred percent. It's yeah. not the math at all. Yeah. Um, and yet that's the experience of a lot of people. So, I, so I'm very sensitive to, to the, the folks who are just like, I don't get this. This is not, you know, I've had a couple friends who are like very progressive in many ways, just sort of say, okay, this is where I get stuck. And these are wonderful people who are trying, but then don't know how to have a conversation with anyone because A, they'll get their head ripped off because they're not ally enough, or but they just don't get it yet. And they mm-hmm. need to have more experiences. And they need to, you know, I've had people say, can you just explain to me so I can get it? And I've, I've done this a couple of times. I'm like, okay, so let's just try this on for size. Because it feels like, oh, it's every single person. It's not every single person. Not every single person is trans. Um, but in these moments, right, you can imagine back during civil rights, it was like, okay, let's stop talking about it. You know, that kind of like, you're interrupting the easiness of my life. Um, so it can feel like it's everything and everywhere. And especially the internet makes things feel that way too. But um, so I've, I've had a couple experiences where I will just walk someone through because they're very open and they trust me to not, you know, mock them for not getting it. Um, and it's not like they want to go out and legislate against anything. They just are at the beginning, right? And if we can't sort of help someone at the beginning of figuring some things out, I mean, we're, we're all doomed, right? Because we all have to learn. There's more yeah. things I'm not, I don't get now that I'll need to get too. And I hope someone's kind to me as I figure that out, especially as we age, right? The young kids are going to think we're all freaking idiots. Because we say words like freaking or whatever, right? Like we're all going to experience this. Anyway, so I've had a couple friends ask and I've walked them through this example because instead of just sort of jumping to you're a terrible person because you can't see that this person needs to be treated differently or whatever, it's, it's not maybe about that. Sometimes it's just that's not what they're used to. They're used to people dressing their particular gender. There is a generational gap here. My kids feel none of this. They're just like, oh, yeah, it's a they. And that's it. Like they don't, there is no question. There is no mm-hmm. concern. <laughs> just yeah. like, it is yeah. what it is. And when you were not raised in the same experience, you're going to have to have figured something out, right? Anyway, so I walk people through this. I'll say, okay, if, if they're feminine presenting specifically, I'll just say, okay, now what I need you to do for one week is I want you to dress in cargo shorts, like really baggy ones. And then I, I want some white socks with some sandals. Cool. Okay. And then I need, and I describe in detail, like a dad outfit uh-huh. <laughs> that's not that attractive. And I kind of just, now we're going to cut your hair really short and kind of like do this. And then I'm going to have, you know, I'm describing a masculine version of them and then saying, okay, now, just and I watch their face while I'm discussing this, and I'm like, okay, now just tell me how you feel in your body. If you had to go for a week and everyone called you sir and dude and bro, and he, your pronouns were he him, 
and like, just, just live a week like that. Mm-hmm. And they are like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, now imagine that's how you feel all the time. But everyone says you have to wear that. Right. Or the other way around or, you know, whatever, like it's just about getting in someone's shoes, right? Like if I've heard their stories, I haven't heard all the stories, but I've heard many of those stories. And when you hear someone's story, it softens you. It gives you a chance to sort of put yourself in their shoes. But if you're just fighting, if you're just scared, or if you're just screaming, like you never have to have that experience, right? You don't, nothing will shift for, for anyone. So that, that feels like a very, small part of my being what I would consider my version of being an ally is to just still be a place where people who don't quite get it feel safe enough to talk about it and, and are willing to listen. And so I can kind of just give them that idea. And then, and then sometimes I'll share some, like some of my clients have been incredibly suicidal until they could express themselves as the gender they feel and just life altering to have Mm. that option and how their lives matter. And how we can sort of do things step-by-step differently. So anyway, that's just one piece of like this bigger puzzle. And it's, it's, um, but the backlash is backlash and it, and it always has existed and a generation will go by and then we'll think it's silly that, you know, you, this was ever a question or whatever it might be. Right. Like it's, I mean, there are there still people who are racist and absolutely do not think a black man and a white woman should get married? Yeah, of course. there are. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe there will always be something, but I do think, you know. The, the smaller the smaller numbers that we can trends. get that down, the better. Yeah, let's <laughs> just more, get a, a better more ratio. normal yeah. that, you know, it always feels to say, oh, okay, your, your pronouns are they, I call you they, et cetera. Yeah, um, to me, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. I like a, I like a better ratio. I like... I like when uh, there are way less flat earthers than not, you know, like I'm not saying I'm not saying kill them. I'm saying like ideologically, let's all get to a place where we have better understandings of these things that we're accepting of everybody's lives. To me, it's simple. It's like I get to live my life the way I want to. I don't know why I would ever have the right to tell someone else they don't. You know what I mean? Like if you want to live your life any way you want to live it, you should be able to live that life. It's your life, not mine. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. This this whole fight makes no sense to me. So when I see people get upset about it, like, I understand the feeling of, like, the first time maybe you meet somebody who's transgender and they're early in the process and you might immediately go, oh, last time I saw that person, they uh, presented as a man, but now they're presenting as a woman and you're not used to it and you kind of have a little bit of, like, oh, shoot, I hope I don't say the wrong thing. And, you know, I understand those emotions. Those make sense to me because you're trying to navigate those those immediate situations. What I don't understand is this like feeling like it's abhorrent to you and that they are not allowed to do what they want to right. do. Like I don't How understand it affects it. you. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. don't get it. That kind yeah. of control over other people makes no sense to me and never has. And so, Oh, it just frustrates the living crap out well, of me. And this, this is where everyone should go to therapy uh, is this idea of like, what happened? What is, what is going on for somebody, right? Like, what is the, if you're, if you're already pretty sure everyone's out to get you, even though you're the most privileged human to live on the planet, (laughs) right? Like something is going on there. Like, like when I've had conversations with somebody who's just like, I got this mega rich on my own. And I'm like, Oh, 
I mean, okay. Yeah. But also like libraries are paid by tax funds and your roads you drive on, like, no, you didn't do everything on your own, but why do you need it to be that way? Right? Like if that curiosity about what's really going on for someone is, is hard to pull off if they also trigger you, right? Like, because we all get triggered for different reasons. We're all getting whatever button pushed for different reasons. It's really tricky when they collide, but it's, it's really interesting when they don't, right? When you can just see someone throwing a fit about something where it doesn't trigger you and you can just have that conversation is different than when we're both on opposite sides of the street screaming at each other outside of abortion clinic or something, right? Yeah. Like that, that polarization thing is, is real. And yet that is also really fun to participate in or report on the news or, I mean, I kind of wish we had a news channel that just talked about how people navigate a difference as well. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be <laughs> fun? Mm-hmm. She's like, look, we coordinated this effort. Look how yeah. bipartisan this was. You know, we just tend not to focus on that because humans are still doing that. They are every working relationship is doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about really figuring out some of your own responses to things like what is causing this for me? And does it call me to do something more? Um, do I need to figure out, is, is this really like a daddy issue I have not dealt with? Right. I'm telling you a big one with trans stuff or any, anything with LGBTQ folks tends to be triggering for other people. Cause I'm talking to those other people who are being triggered and I'm like, okay, let's, let's explore. Where's this come from? A lot of it is never having permission to be themselves mm. Mm. And it's and and the jealousy of seeing somebody else getting to yeah. getting to do that, yeah. And it also could be like they're having a disgust response. They don't fully understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, they're it's confusing. They don't like being confused. And then they were never allowed to. They had to be a lawyer because their daddy made them. And there's like, whoa, okay, so mm-hmm. a lot going on here. I mean, let's just take any of these legislators in any of these places and like find out what is driving you. Is it people telling you they need this? Is this your own thing? Like there is, a, have you seen that John Stewart interview with the legislator from like Missouri? Or oh, whatever? that was amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe that guy even he, consented to sit in on that. I cannot I believe know. it. What, have they not seen the show? They tore, he tore him to that, bits. That just, level of, I am so right. Yeah. The, the level of arrogance, but that protecting children is this banner cry that is sort of really covering up some other things. And that is, this is why everyone should go there. <laughs> but no, it's hard to, to <laughs> stare at our own thing, right? It's really hard to stare at our own thing. Um, anyway. Yeah. So going back to the, to the emailer, just this idea of like, that's still true. It's hard to stare at your own stuff, right? It's hard to really look at that and feel the discomfort of your things. And it is so compelling. I, and I'm speaking for myself here, really. It's so much easier to help people. <laughs> much easier than to help myself or to deal with my own thing. Um, because I know how to do that. And when you've been through something very difficult and you're helping others navigate, it feels really good. And you, you want to be there for them, but like really make sure you are, are getting the support and care you need because, you know, but it's, it may be just the reality sometimes that the wounded have to help the wounded because we're, they're feeling so embattled at the moment. And, you know, we hope the future is different. Yeah, I really hope so. And I know it's, you know, 
I, I get a little heat in the chat room for being a little too Pollyannish about it, but I really do see this progress as positive. Like I just, yeah. I, I, I don't know what else to call it. Like there was a time where you couldn't come out at all. Now you can, and you have mm-hmm. allies and, mm-hmm. and I want to be one of those for people. And I know a lot of other people do too. And so I, I don't know. I just don't know what the, I don't know what the end game is, but I hope the end game is, you know, I hope it's Star Trek, the next generation. <laughs> That's what I hope it Utopian is. Utopian society. Sure. Yeah. My, mean, you know, minus the Borg and, and the crystalline entity and course, all that, yeah. but yeah. still let's go, let's get to a better place. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's all take the yeah. Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> let's all do that. The impossible test they give you at Starfleet. <laughs> uh, Wendy, it's always uh, good having you, having you on. We'll, uh, we'll miss this next week. However, um, We'll maybe we'll record something while I'm there and we'll put it up on the feed or something. I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do a little, a little, uh, uh sit down at the, at the wherever we're staying, Airbnbs and yeah, sit and down. Out. Yeah, you could interview me about my life's accomplishments. Yeah, all the many things you've done, uh, good and good and bad. Uh, how you, how you basically built an entire psychological practice out of me chasing you with a cold tottering. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could tell that. Yeah, let's again. get that in yeah. there. Um, <laughs> anyway, I hope uh, hope you guys have a safe trip and uh, all that stuff, yeah. and enjoy your time because yeah. I know you're, I know you're going to get to be in Vegas for a bit. It's going to be hot though. Holy crap, you're going to be hot. Oh though. my gosh, oh, why yeah. are you guys doing this to me? We uh, land. Uh, I don't know what Vegas temperatures because you know I get it mixed up with Las Vegas, <laughs> New Mexico. Whatever the sun um, is, just subtract five. Yeah, yeah. Oh my the gosh. <laughs> But when I get to Salt Lake, we get there Sunday, and it's like a hundred and five nightmare land. Like, mm-hmm. what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, currently. So, oh, here's the good news. So, uh, oh no, that's bad news. So you get there Saturday, 115 in Vegas. Oh, uh, 111 the next day, 106 on Monday. So nice, cool Monday. But you'll be gone by then, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, nice well, and hot. But everywhere there is yeah. very air conditioned and uh, probably wastes yeah. a ton Don't of electricity. Don't go out on this trip unless you have wooden shoes because your rubber soled shoes won't last. Yeah. You'll, leave little, you'll leave little footprints. Hey, uh, bring little all our shoes from Holland. Bring them. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Flaming sole <laughs> prints on the road. I love it. Sounds so terrible. Melted. <laughs> the good exactly. news is any sort of uh, uh, COVID or otherwise disease outside will immediately be murdered. Yeah. Singed. Yeah. yeah. Burned off like it should yeah. be. All right. Uh, but have a fantastic one. And I can't wait to see you okay. and your kids. Uh, be yeah, safe. And we'll see you then. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye now. Bye. Oh, she's hanging up, in a, hanging up in a hard way there. Whew. Yeah. Okay. That's over. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, uh, well done, everybody in the chat. Lots of good conversation good. happening. And uh, happy to see that. Yeah. Keep that going on our Discord. That kind of stuff. I was going to say, it's probably, it'll definitely continue over there and, and uh, as it should. Faux show. Um, that's it for the show. We're done. It uh, is an important reminder that the show exists and uh, great segments like Wendy's exist because of your patronage. Without mm-hmm. it, we don't have a show. So please support us at patreon.com slash TMS. Get your couch parties and your play dates and your pre-show content and your art in the mail, your no ads, right. all that stuff. Plenty of other reasons to join. Go read about them now at patreon.com slash TMS. And big thanks to all those who have joined us here recently. Uh, Brian, we gotta, we got to go, but we need yeah. uh, music. Before that, though. All right. So Coverville at 1, yep. Core Tonight. Oh, yeah. Core Tonight, 5 p.m. Uh, check that out. Uh, Me, Bo, Bo, and John all back together. Yay! The threesome returns. Yeah. Uh, no guess the connection tomorrow because we're doing play date. I always mm-hmm. skip guess the connection on days where we do play date. So um, you have to just wait one more week to find out who won. Um, but uh, uh, 
we haven't figured out what time we're starting play date. Uh, oh, right. We we'll, haven't talked about that, but we can. I can do whatever. Nine, ten, whatever. Yeah, I think nine might actually be better sure. for me tomorrow. Yeah, we'll end at eleven. That's perfect. Yeah. Let's do it. Yep. Nine a.m. tomorrow. That'll be on the public feed. So come to frogpants.tv for that. Yep. And, uh, and if I you're a patron, uh, you get some preferential treatment if you want to play with us. Oh, yeah. What are we playing? We even talked about I that. I think it'll be back to uh, Jackbox. All if right. we're alternating, then we're we're doing some Jackbox business. We'll warm up with some uh, Drawful. It's been a bit. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'll we'll play through some of our favorite Jackbox games. That's a great idea. I'll start, warm, start warming up my Apple Pencil. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that'll be tomorrow. And um, also this weekend, Film Sack, uh, you're probably going to get a our horror bonus show or a horror, our horror special, yes. horror special. Horror. And yeah. uh, then you'll get Horror, a, uh, as Brian Dino would say. <laughs> right after that, you'll end up getting, what do we, what do we? Uncharted. Oh, Uncharted. I watched it last night. Yeah, i got to watch that tonight yeah. or tomorrow. And then after that, another again, special. I've completely forgotten it. Yeah, but we'll <laughs> we'll have. Did you end up so with Green Lantern? Did you go do like a refresher or anything, or what? You I do? did. I did the um, uh, Fandango movie clips. Yeah. It's like I do that regardless. Like because if I watch the the movie on a Wednesday or Thursday night, then I will do the morning we do film sec. I'll watch the movie clips on uh, from Fandango, mm. and um, that's a great way because it's it. like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about this scene, and I type more notes, and and that's some sort I of should thing. do that when I'm when we because sometimes we have a week where we can't. Yeah, get to bump or whatever, but I need to do yep. that. Well, anyway, tons of content this weekend, so do check yes. it all out. Hopefully, a skim later today if Kim is back from her cooking chicken. They're kicking, they're cooking mass mass amounts of chicken at Misha's house so they can get it ready for the trip. <laughs> Deep frying, baking, grilling, uh, what are they, grilling. What are they I believe grilling because the goal is one night we're doing like fajitas or something. Oh gosh, that's awesome! I know it sounds good, right? Chicken fajitas, steak as well. I believe. Yes, a little fajita bar. Yeah, I get it. That's, that's the, so good. You get these big family groups. Those uh, those assemble your damn self uh, meals are the best. They really are the best because not only you get a little more choice, it always it tastes like cam- you know how camping food tastes so good. It's like that yes, somehow. Yes, mm. for sure. Anyway, uh, lots of stuff to catch, so make sure you do. And uh, join our Discord, as we mentioned earlier. We are at frogpants.com slash Discord. It's free to everybody to join in. we got tons of cool forums going now. People are competing in that golf, coffee golf game every day. Yeah, oh, I need to do mine today, yeah. It was a good one today. I got some tree problems, but it was... I got my first hole-in-one <laughs> since the since we started Ooh, playing. Ooh, with a driver? or uh... Uh, was a driver, I believe. Yeah, it would have been. And yep. it was pure luck, and there's no way I could replicate it. Um, like a lot of hole-in-ones, right? They're hard to do yeah. Yeah. in real life even. But uh, I got one, and I couldn't believe it. And then I proceeded on the next hole to do like six strokes. So it didn't matter. <laughs> it was course. still a shitty score at the end of the day, but so yeah. much fun. Anyway, Brian, let's do a song. You probably got a little something prepared here. Bounce, bounce, bounce roll, stop. Oh, oh. I passed it. Uh, hey, uh, Duncan wrote in said the day is here on this day i have successfully ridden the big blue marble we call earth for the 30th time oh let's party nice it has been a weird journey and you guys have been making poop joke and brian poop jokes and brian in my head since 2007 where i started playing wow listening to the instance then film sack and then the morning stream you guys have both been entertaining and hugely impactful on my life you both helped me through some tough times and wendy's segment taught me the invaluable lessons about myself how not to be horrible and the importance of mental health always a big lesson how don't be horrible yeah how not to be horrible 
you all made me confident enough to be a nerd before it was cool. Now that 12-year-old kid who is listening to you while leveling through the Barrens uh, to, is now a 30-year-old starting a family and a career in the game industry. Oh, power to Whoa, you. Oh, cool, dude. That's awesome. Can I get any cover by Tenacious D? Jack Black doesn't get enough credit for how good a singer he is. And if you can't play anything by them, any rockin' song to go along with my victorious charge into my 30s. As long as you guys keep talking, I'll keep listening. Love the show, though. Can I get a We Got Scooters or a Scott Fletcher boobies? Oh, man. What's easier? Um, let's see. Is this it? Honk. No, that's not it. Um, <laughs> no, on. but that's what some people do with boobies. They do. They honk them and then go, oh. Honk. Let's see. Boobies. I definitely have a Scott Fletcher boobies. Let's see. Uh, here's oh, maybe. Let's see. Uh, wait. No. Roses are red by. Amazing. No, 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 no. Spring break. Boobies. There it there is. It That's is. been a while, dude. That thing Took was buried. A, that was buried. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, and then, uh, P.S., you were both right. The 20s, you're uh, in the 20s, you're just worrying about finding yourself. And if you're successful enough, everyone 29 and lower, don't worry. Yeah, quit <laughs> worrying about it. Really, I wish somebody could have convinced me to quit worrying when I was in my 20s. Yeah, so true. It's just a so fun true. time, and, then, and, and you don't and need to worry. And then people in your 30s, uh, don't worry. Uh, yeah, you know what? when you turn 40 either. You know what, 40? 40-year-olds, you're fine, too. Yeah. Everyone, and yeah. you know what? When I'm 60, I'll tell my 50-year-old self to knock it yeah. off. This is how this works. This is life. Exactly. That's yeah. how it that's how it goes. All right. Let's get to this. Uh, a lot of people suggested this one in the chat room or hoping for this one. It is the uh, basically their cover of the entire second side of Abbey Road. Not really, but a lot of it. Cool. Uh, starting with You Never Give Me Your Money. Here's Tenacious D with uh, that whole Beatles medley. You never give me your money. You only give me your Funny papers And in the middle of negotiations You break down I never give you my number I only give you my situation But in the middle of investigations I break down Out of college, money spent See no future, pay no rent All the money gone, nowhere to go Monday morning, hit the sack What the fuck, y'all, lick on my crack Yellow belly gone, nowhere to go But oh, that magic feeling Nowhere to go And oh, that magic feeling Nowhere to go, nowhere to go. I, I, rock, roll, rock and roll. Won't we dream? On the gas and wipe that tear away Once we dreamed Came true Today Came true Today Came true Today Yes it did 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All good children go to heaven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All good children go to heaven. One, four, all. Ticka, 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.